AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms begin to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bill, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. The man just upped my rent last night, because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. Wonder why he upping me, because Whitey's on the moon. I was already paying. I'm 50 a week, with Whitey on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. Junkies making me a nervous wreck. Price of food going up. And as if that shit wasn't enough, Rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms begin to swell. Whitey's on the moon. Was all the money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come there ain't no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. Y'all know I just about had my fill, Whitey on the moon. I think I send these doctor bills, airmail special, to Whitey on the Moon. Whitey on the Moon, Gil Scott Heron, 1960-something. Hood politics, y'all. Hey, it's so hood right now. Hood politics, y'all. So hood. So if you ain't figured out this episode's about this new space race, uh, Whitey on the Moon. I think back now after hitting 2021 and thinking about just most of the 20 teens 
um, well, the hat second half of it up to now, it really made me appreciate just honestly how tumultuous the 60s were. Like, I, I think even as somebody who's, our parents were, my parents were alive in the 60s, you know what I'm saying? And my dad was a panther, I say it all the time. Just all that was happening at that time, I think I'll ever really connected the dots, you know what I'm saying? The summer of love, what was happening in San Francisco, the Monterey Bay, the birth of the freaking music festival, the space race, mad wars, like how much was happening all at the same time. I mean, Doc, someone shot the president. Like the president was assassinated. Like so much happened. I don't think I really appreciated it until now. What it must have really felt like to live in such a time because all this was happening on top of each other. So now I'm like, damn, that must, you know, that's why I said it on, uh, on Crooked. You know, 20 teens looking like the 60s is crazy because of how much upheaval and tumultuous. Anyway, I don't think I ever connected the dots of like until my pops put this record on, Whitey on the Moon. I still have it. I have my dad's records. It's like one of my prized possessions. When he got back from Vietnam, he was just buying records. With I don't think I ever really appreciated like, yo, when we were, you know, spending billions of dollars to try to beat Russia to space, Nigga, it was the same time as the civil rights movement. You forget that it's all happening at the same time. So if you was there and you like, we're living in this extreme poverty, y'all unlaunching, you know, releasing wild dogs on us just because like, you know, we trying to sit at a diner. All of a sudden you got money for space, my nigga? Like, you going to the damn moon? You know, I just never, I never like, that's what's so dope about art is like putting all that together. Early on in my career, uh, I had a chance to kind of do this for that white evangelical world with the Precious Puritan song. I remember somehow or another, I landed myself at this conference um, where they were just extolling all of the amazing things that the Puritans have given, you know, the world. And I'm looking around like, nigga, that's during chattel slavery. Do y'all know this is happening at the same time? Like, why y'all talking about these people? The hell is happening right now? And I just was like, y'all, do you not know? Like, the hell are y'all talking about? You know, so I put out this poem called Precious Puritans, you know, and that really kind of put me on the map. It's crazy. Well, the map with white people. Anyway, (laughs) now having said all that, you know, we got billionaires going to space, this amazing space race. Um... And before I get into the specifics of it and all the the hood comparison of like the point I'm trying to make, let me just off the top say, it's fucking awesome, doc. Like it's still dope. The idea that like, damn, we finna, they finna build a a crib on space in in on the moon. We trying to get to Mars, homie. Like we really go actually, we really finna go to Mars. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like so, let me just let me first acknowledge the. Or just a preteen kid, just anybody with imagination that's like, yo, this is, it's dope. You feel me? Secondly, my book publisher, my my Terraform book, my poetry book, uh, they've always been kind of like asking for ways that I could promote the book on the pod. And I kind of was just like, that's kind of two different worlds. Like, I just don't know how it would work. This is finally a way to bring in some of my other work, my poetry and literature and music into this show, because this is topic like is dabbled in my book. 
Okay, so here we go. Let's get into it. So I'll be talking to some of the homies who have like moved in here, uh, here is in Los Angeles from other parts of the world, country, um, you know, from hoods, other places, or just, just other cities, period. And the one thing that they say about uh, Los Angeles is like, you don't ever know, it's hard to tell when you in an active community. Like, when, it's like, is this, do they shoot over here? Is is it, is it gangs over here? Because this, this looks like a nice neighborhood, you know? <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of spots like that where like, nah, it's, it's very active. It's just, I think the Inland Empire is a perfect example of that. The Inland Empire is like, it's an hour east of Los Angeles proper for those who aren't from here. So it's these, this, it's a sprawling suburb, but it don't feel like a suburb. It, they look like nice houses. There's parts of it that are amazing. But then there's other parts that you get in certain parts of, of the IE. And it's like, especially it's funny when you moved out there and you still trying to navigate all these, all this gang life. And you like, man, I could have stayed in LA for all this. If I still got to, I still got to figure out what set this neighborhood from and this nice two-story house. You know, you just like, dog, what's happening? You know, the Crenshaw district, like there's parts of the Crenshaw district that are, these are very nice houses, you know, but don't let them nice houses fool you. You, you could die in these streets. My homeboy, uh, DJ Effecto, rest in peace. My, my best friend, he passed away a couple years back. He lived in the West side of Long Beach and in his neighborhood, like, listen, like it's a nice, these are like nice houses, but you're in, you're in a hood, you in a turf. And like, so you can't just be, you can't just be sitting on the porch, you know? <laughs> the question is, like, why? And I think we talked about this once before, where, Families get the same idea anybody else does that, yo, we're going to move out to this nicer neighborhood. and But their kids is like f- part of their set. So they just go out there and set up shop and start recruiting. <laughs> you know, this this it's an untapped neighborhood. It's 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 a uh, uh it's the wild wild west. It's the great frontier. There's so much money to be made. There's so many licks to hit cuz ain't nobody out here. And 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 since it belongs to nobody in terms of like street stuff, since it belongs to nobody, since I'm here first, it now belongs to me. But if you step back and you go, man, people already live here. It's like, it's rather colonial. You get out there and you you plant your flag. I mean, that's the idea to show that, that geopolitics is gangbanging. You just go plant your flag and now it's yours. You subdue it. You know what I'm saying? If there are people there, if there, you conquer. Like, uh, yeah, you just, I mean, you conquered who's there and you claim it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't say it's right or wrong. I'm just saying we understand it. But the best place to conquer is a place that ain't nobody at. You know, you get to build it from scratch. Now you're not, I mean, you ain't hurt nobody. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody here. There's just, you get to just, the whole thing's yours. Now, we say that about neighborhoods. There's nowhere on earth like that where there's literally nobody there. 
unless you're talking about the middle of the ocean. But then it's, but who owns the ocean? Ain't that a crazy question? Why do we even think in those terms as who owns the ocean? I mean, it's it was here before. How do you own, how you gonna own the ocean? There's parts of the ocean. There's only one part of the ocean. It's off, it's in between New Zealand and Antarctica that all of the nations got together and agreed, okay, let's not touch this. They, there's, there's a documentary on it called The Last Ocean. And it's this spot that actually Chilean sea bass come from, um, which is why they cost so much, but they're not really Chileans. They're called toothfish, really. And so if you want to, as an act of protest, never order that because it's coming from this part of the ocean that we all agreed we wouldn't fish in. I mean, you, again, go go see it. Go see the docks called The Last Ocean. Anyway. Do you ever step back and think, like, how do you own the ocean? Like, how do you stake claim to it? And for what? Why you want to own the ocean? Well, the resources. We can't drink the water, but you can eat the fish. And up under that might be oil. I mean, did we not see the Gulf of Mexico catch on fire? It's it's resources. You know, you 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 control the product. You you if it's yours. Now apply that logic to space. Who owns space? You should be saying, what the hell kind of question is that? What you mean own space? But is it that crazy of a question? Uh, Somebody own the electricity. Somebody own the water. Somebody own the air. Somebody own the heat. Somebody own the vegetables. Somebody own our food. Somebody own the trees. Who owns the moon? You should be going, how can you own the moon? Well, it's, I guess, whoever gets there first. Whoever puts their flag in first owns it. Is that, I mean, is that what we doing? What about Mars? It's a dead planet. Is it a dead planet? Do you think this is really altruistic that we're really just like, for the sake of mankind trying to be interplanetary? Is that, I mean, is that really what it is? Are we just looking for, it's just like, are we just moved to the suburbs because we're looking for a nicer house? Like, or is there some money to be made? Use your antennas. I think you know the answer. I mean, what brought these European explorers to Africa and then shipped us off to the Caribbeans? Like, just why? Why do all these African countries speak speak French and Portuguese? Because they just came there and planted a flag. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this how we treat our planet. I don't know what made us think we would treat any other planet any different. Now here comes a plug because I've thought about this and I wrote a poem about it. So this is the first time in my iHeartMedia history that I'm going to mix these two worlds, my music and poetry world and my podcasting world. This poem's called If We're Not Careful. It's an excerpt from my book, Terraform. I want you to hear the pages turn because I am reading out of my You know, if we're not careful, Mars will be just another gold rush, another pre-Columbian America, scraping, raping, scratching, gouging, making up lines, then screaming mine into newly made oxygen, tapping planetary veins in search of arrogance in the form of rocks, imaginary wealth. You know, the real millionaires of the gold rush were the shovel salesmen. I think we going about this all wrong. Mars finna be another East India trading co. Spilling Mars spice across the most pristine of spacescapes till somebody start a war over stuff that just come out the ground. Cause someone use what come out the ground to buy the ground. 
You know, the real things that funded the Renaissance was the forests, the Atlantic Ocean. You wrong, mom. Money does grow on trees. Trees are money. We just ain't getting them because Europe killed them to build their cathedrals, gentrified our saviors before me and you could get out the nigga quarters. Listen, I ain't salty. Hell, salt for sale too. A refritive act like Standing Rock protesters weren't absolutely correct. Lakota water sources stained in earth blood. History got bars. Rhyming like a mug. You know, if we not careful... Our next friendships will be just another gold rush. People as soul food, utility, transactional, possessive. You know, if we not careful, our marriages, just another gold rush. People for pleasure, lust, identity. It's been my finding. We seem to respond better at crisis than we do warning. And I'm starting to wonder about that first part. But if the vice ever got first, it would body that beat if we not careful. Our own health will be just another gold rush. You too busy taking advantage of you to even enjoy you. To realize your quote unquote fucks to give are a fossil fuel. A non-renewable resource. Yes, there's enough of you to go around, but where is your code? Everything ain't for everybody. When's the last time you told someone no, even when the bag was oh so yes? Why are there chunks of you floating around the farmers and stock market? You couldn't bring your full self to a moment even if you tried. But I tell you what. I know the dirt always wins. Trees, when they're ready, split sidewalks, expanding their shoulder blades. Earth as Mars, long after us, will be fine. But you need a break. We need each other. And although you don't owe us anything, we're just lucky to be in your orbit if we're not careful. Mars will be just like the dead earth we just left. I'm going to say thank you as if y'all are in person. Uh, But for the sake of the book, I was using the metaphor of what's happening outside of us to bring it into what's happening inside of us, to not just see not only the planet as just a source of, of resources just for us to take, but to also see ourselves that way and to not see each other that way, that like you, even your own energy and your, your gifts, your talents are just like, man, you know, sometimes you need a break. Like don't treat yourself like that. Like be climate friendly and carbon neutral to your own heart also, you know what I'm saying? So that was kind of the extended metaphor for that. But the point I was trying to make was like, now that private companies are shooting off into space, what, like what would motivate rather than, dude, that's rad, uh, a Bezos, a Branson, a Musk to do this stuff. And I'm like, well, nigga, it's a gold rush. You got to get there and get yours. But even more than just digging the resources out of the ground, here's what y'all are seeing. These people ain't looking for gold only. They're also shovel salesmen. If I could build the boat to get you to the moon, I'm going to be much more wealthy than whatever you can get out of the moon. Because it ain't but so much in there.
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay, the modern space race. Uh, so Al Jazeera has a pod called The Take, and they did a really good recent um, sort of breakdown of some of the specifics of what we're looking at now. For our case, I'm going to go through some of the specifics, but I want to talk about, like, one, using your antennas to understand, like, why they're doing this, and then, two, how this affects us here on Earth. Like, what difference does it make for us? And, and you know what I mean when I say us. I'm talking about. You know, Rasa, you feel me? <laughs> Out of why I screamed it. Now, let's, let's drill down. So we're not talking about exploring space per se. We're talking about how we are exploring space. And remember, we've been there before. When we talked about the, the pissing contest of the space race in the 1960s, it was all around the Cold War. It was really just just trying to flex and show like the flex wasn't necessarily about the fact that we can get to space. But it's like, hey, nigga, if we could do this, what you think we could do if we threw a bomb at your hood? You know what I'm saying? So there was that going on. This new space race coming out of a lot of ways, Silicon Valley. So this is more colonial, wild, wild west, nigga. It's, there's too much of a lick here. Like, let's go. But once we got to space for the first time, the thought crossed everybody's mind like, yo, we should probably make some rules about being up here. You know what I'm saying? So there was this thing in 1967. It was called the Outer Space Treaty. Believe it or not, we talk about space law. <laughs> it like It's a brave new world. So this is 1967. It was a treaty, the Outer Space Treaty. It was 31 nations signed on. Now, granted, these are nations. It's crazy. All of this stuff I've been trying to tell y'all as far as like the global south, as far as, or the global hood, as far as like, 
Corner Boys and, and Connects and what the lick read, all this stuff is it's gonna all fold in on itself and you using all of your, your antennas, everything, all of it is applied to this moment right now. So 31 nations signed on. They were saying that outer space is for the benefit of all countries, despite their resources, and for the growth of all mankind. You say mankind because it was, I mean, it was the 60s. And this rule that, like, you can't put no bomb in space, no one can own a celestial body. So a question before, like, who owned the moon? They We made a law back in 1967. And it's funny because it's like, we're just one species on one random planet, and we making laws about the universe, my nigga? Like... You ever, dog, you ever think so highly of yourself that you could create laws around? That's like the ants. That's the roaches in in the ground arguing over who owned the kitchen. Like, it's not yours, my nigga. You don't get to argue over none of this, but uh, that's what we was doing. Some would argue if it's enough roaches, it's like, dog, you can have it. (laughs) That's nasty. We just gonna move. Anyway, uh, so no one gets to own a celestial body. Only person that can own a celestial body is my wife. <laughs> she own my celestial body. You know, my body heavenly, nigga. I, this is corny as hell. I'm sorry. But this was a game of nations, right? Because the GDP to be able to afford to go to space took the entire budget of a nation to try to pull off. Now we got four or five people that got more individual money than in tithe than 50, 60 nations. Bezos, Branson, Elon Musk and them, they personal wealth is more than entire countries. So that's a game changer. Now, as a fun fact, China actually has more billionaires per capita uh, than any other nation. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Now, Dr. Lucy Wachowicz, she's a... Space ethicist, uh, researcher, works for NASA, just brilliant, brilliant lady. She's uh, She helped us kind of navigate some of this stuff. So where we at right now? NASA has this thing called the Artemis. We're going to build this thing called the Artemis, uh, which is supposed to be like a base camp on the moon around 2024, by 2024. Why 2024 doesn't matter. It's just we want to get there first. And then why build a... Moon base. Well, you build a moon base because there's this thing on the moon that they think is there called helium-3. Helium-3, if we get to it, it's enough on the moon, if it's actually there, to power the entire Earth for two centuries. Like, this, we talk about stuff, this stuff is like a, a billion dollars a ton because there is some on Earth, but it's so hard to get to, but they say the moon full of it. We don't know, and we don't know what happens if we take it out the moon, but it's way too much money to be made up there. There's numerous ways to serve funds. There's a lick up there, and we need to go hit it. We need to hit it now. So Artemis. Now, again, who get there first get to make the rules. So we put together this thing called the Artemis Accords. And it's these mining laws. And most of the G20 has signed up to be like, all right, once we get down there, we're going to acknowledge the 1967 outer space things. Nobody gets to own it, but whatever I get out the ground get to be mine. Ain't that crazy? I I don't own the moon, but what I get out the moon, I mean, I did the work to get it out there. I came all the way to this place to get it, like it get to be mine. So I get to claim sources, resources that I get from the celestial body. Now, most of the, you know, United States, South Korea, Germany, UK, everybody signed on to it. Guess who ain't signed on? China and Russia. <laughs> China and Russia. I'm telling you, it's gang shit. They like, nigga, fuck your Artemis. I don't care you think you be there first. 
They building their own research facility. They said they want to be there by 2034, though. We going to get up there and set up our own shop. Do what the hell we want to do. Now, what does that have to do with these private companies? Well, right now, how most of these companies work is you get these big contracts. So basically, you just become the plug. SpaceX been the plug for a long time. Bezos, they just trying to sell the creation of the ships to NASA for NASA to go. And you just played it low. It's like it's almost like the old school um, where to the mob thing where the G's move in silence. Like I don't need to be out here being all flashy. I just need to secure the bag. So y'all use my rocket to get to space. I say you the rocket, but I don't need to, like, everybody don't need to know it come from me. I just need to be able to floss high post to be like, I just earned this billion dollar contract. And that's my thing up there. It's like, I don't care if y'all know as long as the streets know. And NASA actually chose SpaceX because the ship that they using to get up to get up to, to the moon, they said SpaceX cut the cost 95%. So you didn't made it cheaper. So they didn't earn this thing. But now it's like, like anybody else, it's like, what's the point of having all this money if I can't stunt? If I can't floss, if I can't flex, I ain't got no grill. I got to keep it all quiet? No, no, homie, that's us going to the moon. No, 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 my name is Elon Musk. That's my plane. Now, you know what? And we could do it ourselves. We don't even need NASA. Uh-huh, you, you can't, you can't look. What's the, point of, what's the point of being rich? You can't show nobody. You know what I'm talking about? That's the corner boys and plugs thing. You feel me? It's like you can lay low, but I mean, but if I lay low, it's the point of doing all this work. I gotta lay low. But if you don't lay low, you become a target. So that means what's happening here is the Game of Thrones out this mug. So now you got all these like plugs kind of fighting over like, well, I mean, do we really gotta go through NASA? You feel me? Like maybe we could go ourselves, hit this lick ourselves. If we building the rocket to get there, what the hell I need NASA for? You telling me it's something that could power the planet for two hundred years up there? Well, then what the hell are we waiting for? Some of our families looked at the suburbs and went, ooh, them is nice houses. Other people looked at it and was like, oh, there is money to be made out here. We just got to lock it down. Now, when you lock a spot down, uh, you also got to hold it down. Because trust me, the op is on the way. How you lock it down? How you enforce space law? How you get everybody to agree? Especially if you got Russia going, fuck your laws. Nigga, you don't own this shit. It's the moon. Well, the question is, well, what happens in our hoods? Nigga, violence. <laughs> that's what happens in our hoods. Hell, that's what happens in any colonial situation. Somebody come over and say, I claim this in the name of so-and-so. You like, who the hell is so-and-so? I don't acknowledge your king. Well, how you going to make me acknowledge your king? Well, nigga, I'd like to see you try. Cause, I mean, that's what happens here. Fuck your hood borders, nigga. We repping our section. Like, that's kind of, ain't that the lane? So you was a civilian like me, nigga, you woke up in a turf war. Like, all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? If if you can't hold down the block, somebody not holding down that block, you, you just find out, my nigga. Like, you done walked into a war zone. You know, you better learn the rules again. So that's kind of like what's happening. That's, that's us, just regular-ass Americans that are like, wait, this, y'all finna fight over the moon? Damn, nigga. <laughs> when my family got a tax return and we moved out to uh, the Inland Empire, it was obviously for, you know, a, a better life. But it was like, you know, our son is of age. Like we trying to get him out of that life. Little did we know when we got there, the life was about a couple years out of being there, too. So why wouldn't it happen in space? Hell, it's already happening. Every step that gets to that is already happening. Oh, but we promised in 1967 we wouldn't put no weapons up there. Come on, y'all. Use y'all antennas. 
You telling me everything out there. Do you remember what happened in the first gold rush? You remember squatters' rights and you know and um and then abandoned like gold mines and all this stuff. You don't think violence follows this type of pursuit? Fam, of course it does. And what's crazy is uh, we don't know what the hell happens if you take something out the moon, nigga. Like, are you finna change the tides? Because I'm not finna be, I'm not being scared or nothing. I'm just saying, have y'all thought this through? Like, <laughs> you can't just be taking stuff out of something that regulates the tides, my nigga. Like, <laughs> I hope y'all thinking this through before you start taking stuff out of this thing. But ultimately, remember, we talking about countries that can actually afford to do this. So maybe this further divides the wealth gap between the global north and the global south. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What does this mean for us here? Nigga, you got access to moon energy. Like, it's about to turn into a movie out this mug where, like, the wealth between the rich and the poor, fam. Well, you have to ask yourself, what did the Cold War mean for us then? Did I gain any rights? Was my lot of life any better? Did I watch money go out of our communities into space? Did our daddies and granddaddies get sent off to a war they couldn't possibly win? But was there gains from what we got from space? 
I, I mean, I don't know. I know a lot of technology from military and and NASA has came down to our everyday life. I'm not, this isn't the the pod to talk about what those things were, but it is the pod to say this. I wonder what conflict our kids are going to sign up for. Now Trump talking about Space Force ain't as funny. It was funny at first. Now it's like, in the same way that no one could possibly consider gangs in the suburbs. Ah, oh, man, they don't shoot out there. Yeah, they do. At least in California, they shoot out there. You know, Anaheim in Orange County, where, where, where Disneyland is, it's, it's some vatos down there. And they don't, Anaheim, nickname is Anacrime. Like, they, it's real out there. Don't think because it's nice and pristine that it can't go down. It's space, but it could go down. But the question you have to ask yourself is, what effect do these titans, these men who can move entire countries out of their own pocket, should they decide that infrastructure programs, you know, community developments that are targeted towards, should they decide that the USAID, the money that we're sending to, to the global south, just like what, you know, Bill Gates did with the Gates Foundation, which... I'm not saying this isn't a tape recorder dragging it, but it is a point to make that he just decided that Africa's AIDS problem was his to fix. And he just went out there and started circumcising African men, but then didn't tell them about condoms. They thought the circumcision would like end the spread of AIDS. You just decided that's what you're going to do. In his, in his defense, there's a lot of people that didn't die from malaria from his work. But why does one man get to decide because he just thinks it's cool what this entire country do, where these resources are allocated? You're like, well, that's not going to happen. It's in a democracy. Nigga, do you know how much money we talk about right now? Do you understand if someone can get you on Mars for your block? Can somebody can put on for your block like that? You let them do what they want. Because what if these these Bezos, these, these, these Bill Gates and them, these... What if they lived in Russia? Do you know how salty we would be as a nation? China and Russia got these dudes out there. You can't flex no more. You can't talk about your economy no more because these billionaires is serving your billionaires. I'm saying our nation has no incentive to stop this from happening because it's too much of a flex. And for them, everybody wins. Because if we use the gold rush model, you telling me I get to sell you the shovel and keep the gold? This is a win-win. You know, the Levi Strauss company, Levi's the denim, the jeans, they got their start in the gold rush, making denim, millionaire, made more money than anybody else up there digging, became the plug. There's no point in paying attention to anything else. If you could hit a lick that hard, what the hell you care about with the Global South doing? What the hell you care about police reform or infrastructure or reparations or any of that stuff. What the hell you care about that? I'm on moon. I just built a house on Mars. <laughs> Fuck your life. Nigga, get like me. Sound to me like that's our future. Maybe Gil Scott was on something. Rat done bit my sister. While Whitey's on the moon. Now, 
Now, as a parting thought, let's get meta here. I think if we think about like how the modern world has been terraformed, another plug, how we shape the culture into the way we see it now, it's got us really thinking the modern nation state, capitalistic, sort of Keynesian economics, colonial imperialism is the way to approach outer space. And if the premise of this show is like all the geopolitics is just like growing up in the hood, then my question for anybody who's been crushed by a colonial empire (laughs) or anyone who was either active in gang life and survived it or someone who was affiliated or just lived out there, looking back, there's a lot of stuff that we appreciated, I love, that I'm like, yo, it's, just, it's our culture, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm proud of it. we are, I'm proud of who we are, I'm proud of where I came from. But is that like, is that really how we want to move through the future? I mean, I'm personally a product of gang intervention, of OGs who came out of jail, and y'all know who Big U is? I'm going to invoke him. I don't know him personally, but programs like what he put together. He put together like an inner city football program where he's like, hey, man, you don't have to do what I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, rep your block. It's all good. I love you. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't got to you ain't got to go my route. Like, there's other ways to do it. I'm a product of that, of like, OGs coming back. Hell, my Sunday school teacher, <laughs> my eighth grade Sunday school teacher, like, I told you I grew up with Vatos. You know what I'm saying? Like, they fools was out there. And what they was trying to say is like, maybe this ain't really, I mean, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, holier than now, but I'm just saying like, maybe this ain't the best way to approach this life. So I'm saying, I mean, yeah, the amount of money that sort of free market capitalism has generated for those who have succeeded in it is incredibly astronomical. Don't get me wrong. I like the fact that I live in a country with running water is pretty much something I don't even think about. But something I do think about is like how we got there. Whose backs was this built on? And is this really the cultural theory that I would imagine for us later? I saw a New York Times article about adults choosing to not have kids and that like the the birth rate has dropped so much. And it's almost like Well, I guess if you put people under crushing debt, that there's no way to ever get out of debt while the housing market is triple what it what it was when we was kids. After seeing two economic failures, you think maybe somebody would make the calculation that like, I just can't afford to have children. What I'm trying to say is maybe this ain't the way we should approach space if it ain't really helping us on Earth. The niggas is still getting shot in the street. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't explore space. That's amazing. I'm just saying maybe this ain't the mindset we should have about doing it. Because look, if it's just a they bus, we bus, go in there and drop your flag, set up shop and hit this lick. I'm trying to tell you that leave a lot of dead bodies. Listen, I'm not saying a rocket to Mars is not awesome. I'm just saying you don't get to just make up lines and scream mine on it. It doesn't have to be this way.
Okay, post postscript. For real, we're done this time. Last statement, I promise. Bezos' rocket was a that was a giant penis, right? Y'all all saw that. That was the. It was a big old penis. That rocket. He took a rocket. It did. There was a pen. It looked like a penis. Like I'm not bugging, right? Like y'all all saw that. Was that the, not the most Freudian thing I've ever seen? And then to push the joke even further, he ain't finished the job. The man ain't actually make it into space on his giant space penis. And I can only come up with two conclusions with this. Either A, he knew exactly what he was doing and approved it the whole time. Or B, he didn't see it. And nobody on his staff loves him enough to tell him that that looked like a penis or they scared of him or they just honestly don't like that man and was like, you don't pay me enough, Nikki. Look, go ahead and embarrass yourself. Yeah, ride into space on a big old dick. That was a penis. I just thought that was the fun. I was like, this is so Freudian. This is like, I, we're in a simulation, dog. Like, you, you... <laughs> The jokes write themselves. All right, really, we're done this time. Y'all, this mug was recorded and edited by me, Propaganda, right here in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. Y'all can follow me at Prop Hip Hop on all the socials. You can follow... The Hood Politics Pod itself at Hood Politics Pod, where we be trying to make takes on stuff that aren't really big enough for a whole episode, but definitely needs a little bit of clarity. This mug was scored, edited, mixed, and mastered by the one and only Headlights. Y'all go follow my dog, Matt Oswowski. I still don't know how to say his name. I'm glad he changed it to Headlights. Follow him on his socials at Headlights underscore music. Telling you hear all these new other fly tracks this fool be making. And the theme music was done by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. Y'all remember, every time you check in, if you understand the hood, you could understand politics. Shouts to iHeartMedia for making this happen. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. 
It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.